When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. And we went two went up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. Looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! One more! It's brilliant! 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 Here comes Quigley. And it's there! It's Sagarola 3. St. Patrick's Athletic 2. And that could be the decisive moment in the title race. We will never forget this day. Hello, you're welcome along to episode 53 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. My name is Connor Lynch, and I'm joined by Sean Dunn. Sean, how are things? All good, Connor. How are you? I'm very good. Jerry O'Connor is with us as well. Jerry, how are things? Yeah, Sam Connor, thanks. So uh, we are going to look back on uh, the game against Dundalk on Saturday night in the showgrounds. And uh, again, we have another two games coming up in quick succession on Friday night. We are away to Drada. And uh, then on Monday, we are home to Harps. That's right, isn't it? Home to Harps? Home to Harps, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, we've also got your shout in the shed end. And um, we're back on board again with the uh, good people from the White Hag Brewing Company in Ballymore. And um, we'll be giving away two cases of beer over the two uh, forthcoming games, the Drahada game and the Harps game. Uh, so thanks a million to um, all the guys out in the White Hag, and it's great to have them on board for another season with the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. So, um, look at if we look at it uh, as a whole, it's not a bad start to the season, all things considered. Uh, Jerry, you'd, you'd take what we got so far? Yeah, I definitely would. Um, look, what, three games in, uh, winning two draws um, against teams that are going to be in and around us. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that um, and I'm sure Liam Buffy is happy with it too I suppose when you look at us we look very very solid um, and we you know and we'll talk about it later but we're probably maybe la- lacking a killer ball in, in the last third but uh, we don't look like we're going to see a lot of goals so you know a po- lot, lot to be positive about Yeah Sean um, th- I think that my main takeaway from the teams that we've played so far is what have we conceded one goal against like Pats should be a pretty uh, they're a fairly attack minded team and they pack a bit of power um, I think you could you could look at I mean Dundalk have already scored you know five or six goals this season already um, and you know we, we kind of spoke about it last week we, we, we do look like we've recruited we've filled the John Mahan gap quite well and Gary Buckley is Gary Buckley. Yeah, I know you're spot on, Connor. Um, I think the the three teams we've played have exactly where you want to be testing yourself against to see exactly where you're you're going to fare out this season. Um, we don't look like we're behind in any way. We look like we're right up there. Uh, we'll match them, uh, if not better than them, than some of them anyway. Uh, but if, if you look at the, the goals against, I know, look, we're four games in, or three games in, uh, as far as Rovers are concerned. But like Derry conceded three, Dundalk in second conceded four, Shams conceded four, Pat, Pat's three, uh, we've conceded one, Bowles conceded three, Drada seven. So 
I know it's early days, but it looks good, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. No, it's something to look at. Any, any decent team is built on a solid defence. You know, that's it's the main criteria, even for a championship winning team. It's it's you don't you don't win titles with attacks, you win titles with defenses. So it's it's really, really encouraging so far. And it's not luck either. It's not like we're battening down the hatches or throwing our bodies on the line. It's calm, collected defending. It's it's a pleasure to watch. Uh Pinacker and Buckley at the back are sensational. Go on ahead, Jerry. Just to come in there, uh Sean. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> total, uh, total mind, mind. But anyways, no, just come in there. So actually someone said it to me today as well, that last year I think we bet them off twice and we were probably lucky to beat them twice last year. Whereas last night, if we had beaten them, there was absolutely nothing to do with luck. Mm. We, we actually deserved to win. And that's a big jump from, say, where we were to where we currently are. Yeah. Uh, there's absolutely, like you're... 100% correct. There would have been, there's nothing about luck, you know, had we won last night. Yeah. And I suppose generally speaking. Nice to meet you. Just name tags. Look, we're on Zoom. Come on, Zoom. If you just move the mouse about a little bit, Jerry, the names pop up there under Sean's <laughs> name and, and my name. Um, but look, it was a tight game, Sean. Before we started recording, you went through some of the stats there in relation to. Um, free kicks, corners, you know, the usual stats, there was, there was very little in it. Um, possession was pretty even. We just we just uh, sniffed the majority of possession. Uh, but we we definitely created the best chances. Uh, McGinty had to make a save, but it was a fairly routine save. Yeah. Uh, we, we hit the crossbar and look, I thought, I thought it was fairly even, but we probably did. If anyone was to, to if anyone deserved to win the game, Rovers deserved to win the game. Yeah, well, I think if you look at the game, even as you watched on last night from the stands, you would have said we shaded the game. And then it's you look at the the stats there, and it adds up that it's a very very close even game until you get into the the business end of the stats, should I say, in terms of attacks and dangerous attacks, and that's we clearly. Like on the stats I have, we've 149 attacks, they have 124, and then we have 71 dangerous attacks, and they have only 60. So we're clearly we're pushing for the win there, you know, and we're showing the intent. And it, when you look back on the game overall, we were we were very positive. And look, we may as well get it out there straight away on a, an absolutely horrific pitch. We did two and a half minutes there without mentioning the pitch. Well done, lads. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it has to be says unfortunately it just it killed any moment we could get going in terms of getting the ball down and playing because I feel if we could have got the ball on the ground more we would have tore them apart Carlos Sullivan had Sam Bowen in his back pocket all night whenever he got at him and we just anytime we had to play the ball in it had to be high so he needed, nearly needed two touches before he could go by him which was killing him a little bit but it's just killing our momentum. It slowed everything down. Everything was had to be sprayed high. We couldn't play anything across the ground. Everyone, whenever we did, everyone had to take that extra touch. It was, and that, that was the exact same for Dundalk as well. Uh, you know, they couldn't offer anything on it either. It made for a poor game for a neutral, but a very, very tense game for both Dundalk and Rovers. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't want to repeat overall ground. We said a lot of it last week. Well, I suppose we've seen it now. It's been proven. Um, we all know Liam Buckley tries to put together a team that's going to play football. Um, you know, we've brought in players that uh, are going to be that way inclined, yet we have a surface that is just not appropriate or suitable for the type of game 
that we want to that we want to play. And you know, I don't know anything about uh, looking after surfaces or growing grass, uh, but I, I, I I've seen people say on Twitter that it, it'll be grand in a couple of weeks or you know a month or so once we get a bit of decent weather and the grass grows. But like, if you look like. I, I don't, Jerry, you were on the grass, you were on the pitch after the game, but it feels to me that it's in such rag order at the moment that, you know, the, 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 uh, the ball, it, like the, it just needs a serious, like it, it needs another preseason in order for it to be properly sorted out and that all those bumps and hills are taken out of it. I just am confident that a good blast of weather and a bit of grass is going to sort it out. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, look, I suppose, to be honest with you, when I woke up this morning, normally the first thought would be in my head was the result. But the first thought in my head this morning when I woke up was the pitch. Yeah. I nearly forgotten about the result. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the pitch actually annoyed me more than the fact that we didn't win the game. Um, and look, that, that kind of says a lot, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, people are saying, oh, it'll be, what are we... Mid March, not no, sorry, we're what the 6th of March today, March, so, yeah. yeah. So, do we have to sit through two months? Uh, you know, people are saying oh, I'll be grand in such such a month, but there's a lot of games to play between now and then. Um, so it's just, I suppose, just overwhelmingly frustrating. Yeah. Um, because in fairness to Liam, he's done everything that's been asked of him, he's put together a really, really good squad. It's probably the best squad that we've had, maybe maybe seven, eight, nine years. Um, and we all know the grand couple that he wants to play. And it's just, on that pitch, it's it's near on impossible. You just, you know, you, it's not true. You have to take a touch, if not two. Obviously, it doesn't help either team, but, you know, we're the home team, so we have to play in 50% of the time. And it'll be interesting to see, too, like, you know, like what John was saying there, you know, like... Uh, league titles and, and doing well are, are bent, built on defences but it's also built on your home form uh, you know win your home games and try and get something away from home uh, so it's a huge hindrance huge yeah. hindrance. like in a way we will now be looking to you'll be looking at particular pitches uh, the better pitches uh, across the country for away games for us to really try and get the ball down and play some decent football yeah. You know, otherwise it's when you know for the home games you just can't we just can't be in a position to try and express ourselves in in, in that kind of regard, you know. Look at we're uh, we're not built to be a long ball team either. No. Yeah. Like this isn't like this is um a few years like this team, the squad is a few years in the making. You know, Liam with us over three now three years now, and he's been building towards this. Mm-hmm. Um and We've, you know, there's a massive barrier being placed in front of his progression or what he should be able to do, you know. Yeah. And the yeah. other thing, every single and he's too much of a gentleman, Connor. He's too much of a gentleman to come out and say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know, like the contrast say between the two managers last night in terms of their style of management and their term in terms of their personality and demeanor? Like you couldn't get two polar opposites. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like Buckley is a gentleman. 100%. Oh. Come out and criticize. I'm sure he's gone absolutely ballistic behind the scenes in his own own way. And yeah. uh, it just, yeah, it's just frustrating. He, he conducts himself brilliantly, Buckley. Yeah. 
like even though I couldn't disagree with what O'Donnell was saying after the game, yeah. just he's an arrogant twat. Yeah. Just, every, everything about his aftermatch is just I did agree with him in terms of the pitch and it did yeah. the game and you can't disagree with that but it's just the way he conducted himself in the manner it's just ridiculous carry on um, like the thing about it is now we're going to have to, every single manager that comes down even if in two months time or in six weeks time the pitch is in good condition every manager is going to say it every manager is going to be given out about it and we're going to have to be listening to it for the season and that just gets into people's heads you know the pitch in the showgrounds is uh, in rag order, and that's just the way it's going to be for the season, and that's what we're going to have to listen to. But Can you imagine when the prior that is Damien Duff arrives down to us <laughs> and all his fucking allegiance of press to come with him? Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, look, let's go back to what actually happened on top of the pitch instead of what happened under people's studs. Um, uh, I was... I was very conscious as I'm sure many people were of um, the young lad Stephen Bradley uh, for Dundalk um, but I think he didn't really get he didn't get much of a sniff really I think um, he was taken out of the game pretty well um, and I think on, on the whole I think we um, we we did a good job in cancelling out any kind of real um, any real kind of threat that Dundalk posed across the, the 92 or 93 minutes or whatever it was 94 minutes yeah, I thought his debut's goal for Paddy, McCur- Paddy Kirk, that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He, he marshaled him so well, uh, read the game well, let him have his little bit of space, what was on top of him, like a fucking fly on shite any time he had the ball. He <laughs> just didn't give, him an in- didn't give him a second. Yeah. Wouldn't allow him to create or cut inside. He, he read the game brilliantly, Kirk. Um, but also his attacking play as well, not to take away from that as well. He was brilliant going forward. He linked up pretty well and... Got a couple of nice deliveries into the box, and he deserved man of the match for that tackle on Benson. Well, yeah. He put in he put in three whopper tackles uh, across the game. I had uh, the pleasure of sitting in front of the one in Benson. My good God, on my it. I thought he snapped his leg. It was brilliant. Oh my God! Yeah, and like for like Paddy Kirk, he's not the biggest guy in the pitch. And I was saying to I was the fellow who was sitting beside me. I was actually saying, and I say it every time uh, Dundalk comes to show us. I said, look at the size of them. They all look like athletes. Like it's all—it's going to be difficult for us, and then boom, yeah. Uh, Benson's legs are going uh, above his head. And funny uh, you mentioned that though, Connor, because it was something that came into my head as well right at the start of the game. Was I was thinking back to the semi-final a few years ago when we came up against them, and we looked like kids in comparison yeah. when we were coming out in the pitch. Yeah, and it was something I paid paid a bit of attention to then when we came out together as well last night. There was no difference in stature. We matched them physically and, you know, we looked apart beside them as well. We didn't look like a, an under-12s team coming out beside a men's team like it did in previous years. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's you know, like as I was saying there a couple of minutes ago, that's where, you know, we're three years into it and you can see the, you know, the gradual progress um, in terms of personnel and, and style and, and so on and so forth. But I was so, so impressed with Paddy Kirk last night. Uh, he was just, he was everywhere. He was brilliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, like a couple of people said, like, the, I think the biggest cheer of the night was for the tackle on Benson. Yeah. And that's oh. no disrespect to Benson either. Is that it was just, I just thought it was one of those old school tackles. It was brilliant. The throwback. Yeah. 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 And it was 100% legal and it was, it was like, it was art in itself. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of, I, I did feel that we, considering we didn't, just in relation to like the, the, 
the the presence of the team on the pitch. I, I did feel that we were were a little bit light in the middle of the park, and we do come up against those those bigger teams when, when we're without the likes of um, of Bulger. I just think like when you look at that Dundalk team, and I was I was impressed with Sloggett. I thought he got around the place really well. I I, th- I thought he's the kind of player that we were kind of missing. Who like he didn't he didn't he didn't he wasn't hugely creative, but anytime they kind of did something, he was there or thereabouts. You know, he was either giving a pass and he was also getting around the pitch. Like you know, he was he was mm. going from the center circle into the box, and he he just kind of had a presence about him. And he's not the most stylish of players, but he, I thought his his kind of work rate stood out, and mm. uh, I just felt that that's the kind of player that I think we would. I'd love to have somebody on the bench who could kind of step in for for those kind of those, I don't know, like those tougher games where you, you just need someone who's going to have that kind of athleticism. Go on, Jerry, yeah. Yeah. But having said that though too, Connor, I think it's the first game where Bulger didn't play where and I with the greatest respect, but we didn't miss him. Look at and I said it I said it beforehand, Bulger's not playing. Boys need to stand up. You need to step step up and, yeah. and like yeah. we can't we can't have a season that's we're reliant on Greg Bulger to be there all the time because he's not. Mm-hmm. I think on that as well, I thought that was a, a massive uh, moment for Niall Morahan last night. I thought he was exceptional. I genuinely, now I know I always crack on about how good Niall is, but I genuinely thought last night he was absolutely immense. He covered every grain of sand because I'm not going to say a blade of grass on <laughs> that pitch. <laughs> uh, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought we won the midfield battle overall. Yeah. On the night, I thought Adam McDonald beside him and David Cawley. I thought David Cawley played a really good, really, really mature role. Obviously, he's a mature player, but just I thought he was very clever in how he got himself about the pitch. He wasn't busting himself trying to cover every every area of the pitch. He was just popping up in the right way areas, either creating or defending. I thought he was very good, but Morahan was just brilliant. I thought he was both linking play. Except for the moment he had a nosebleed when he fucking landed in the box at one point. He couldn't get the ball from underneath his feet yeah. to lay it off out left to Will Fitzgerald. But apart from that, it was, it was a near perfect performance, I felt, from him in the centre of the park. Yeah, he was good. I look at it's two good games now by Cawley as well. Um, he, um, he looks really fit and um, his work rate was great. And he, like he, did, he did it in the brandy well. And... Um, you know, he he in the eighty for the last ten minutes he was he was or for the his his time before towards the end of the game he was there thereabouts as well like he was really he just he showed a great engine you know. Um, we got a question into um. See, just before we move off there the midfield, um, Adam McDonald had a shot near the end, um, mm-hmm. his left foot, and I I think the keeper pushed it just onto the post. I don't think that that was just on the replay. It's hard to know, Jerry. I, I don't think he did. I don't think the keeper got a touch in it. Did he not? I don't think so. I was behind that shot. Yeah. But just in relation to that movement, and we got a question in to um to the WhatsApp number 0858159767. So you can send in text messages if you have any questions uh, for the podcast or any topics you want discussed. Um, or you can get your voice notes in for the shout from the shed end after the games. But uh uh someone has texted in question for the podcast. Uh, what does Shamey Kyo have to do to get minutes? He looks a class above. Uh, the rest, uh, anytime he's given the chance, yeah, Buckley won't play him. Him behind Keane uh, would do serious damage to any defence in the league. And just in relation to that shot that McDonald had, it was Kyo that sprayed the ball out from the middle of the park. Um, and he did, He, I mean, he, look at, uh, you know, I was saying earlier on that our pitch is not going to suit a player like Shemi Kyo, but there he was spraying balls around the place. And um, so what do you think about that? Should he, should he be seeing more game time? Um. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think when he came on last night, it was about 10, 15 minutes to go. Um, in fairness to him, he did take the, the game by the scruff of the neck and he was spraying balls around. And it's just before we came on here as well. Um, and it might sound a, a bit of a kind of a basic or a silly kind of comment, but like he's quite small. He's low center of gravity. Um, do you know, so he'd probably be able to get around the pitch better than a, that particular pitch than someone that's kind of a bigger type player. He's able to spin and, and, and turn quicker. Um, but just going back to the original question, yeah, that that person has great faith in him. Um, and I thought he'd done well last night. I think he turned the game. But saying that he should be starting, I'm not so sure. I, I can understand why Liam has gone with the, the lineups that he has since the start of the season. I think we're, you know, it's not trying to, it's not a case of us trying to lose games or, you know, trying you know, defeats or whatever like that. But I think he just wanted to start off with a solid base, feel our way into the season, and then I think you'll see the likes of Shamey coming into games uh, from here on in um, when needs be. I think the fixtures have been unkind to Kyo. Yeah, that's what I suppose I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, they have been unkind to him in terms of... I think he like there was even a good chance he might have started at the first game of Bowes, being at home. There might have been a good chance of slotting in because... Look, you asked the question on the first pod, Connor. Like, who's who's going to be our standout player this year? The breakthrough, and I've put Jamie Kyo as mine. So I'm backing him 100 percent to make a huge impact this season. I thought he was excellent when he came on, but definitely, as Jerry's saying there as well, in regards to the first three games, you're away to Pat, you're away to Derry. They're two potential title contenders. You don't go balls out attack in them games. Yeah, you have to be conservative in midfield, and I. Liam's thinking is obviously that he didn't want to lose a body in midfield by going too far forward and and exposing ourselves. And then the fact that those those teams have played so well, there's no way you couldn't have dropped anyone on yeah. last night. So I think it's just been a he's just been unfortunate with the way the fixtures have landed. But when he's come on, he's done himself a, a big massive favor by coming off the pitch, and probably he's one of the standout talking points as well. So yeah. you know, he's done well. it was a, it was a brave. Uh, triple uh, substitution by Buckley as well. Yeah, you, know, like, you don't have to see that. Yeah, yeah, you know, with 15 minutes to go, and he really did go for it. Um, and it nearly worked. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was positive. Even Jordan Hamilton, like, you know, I don't know, was it the pitcher was his boots, but he was sliding around the place a bit. But <laughs> he looked at something about him when he came on. He laid, laid a lovely one off with his chest. Yeah. Laid on, but like, even at that, like, even for Kena. It was a really hard game to get into. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a lot of off the ball runs, just pressing defenders and working hard. There wasn't a huge amount you could do on the ball. Yeah. We couldn't even get tight enough to the centre forward. You know, we couldn't make those runs in beside him. So, and look, he, he did have a good chance, although um, uh, the one that just went to the left of the, the post, yeah. um, we think that came off that, yeah, that came off the referee in the build up. So, just as well that he, he didn't find the net because that would have been frustrating. And, and I didn't see it coming off the, the, I didn't see the ball coming off ref in the build-up, so wouldn't have had any idea why it was called or why it was disallowed. But again, for Keane as well, though, he's taken two massive centre-halves and just run them ragged all game. Yeah. They couldn't deal with him. They really struggled with him. Anything that came in, he was winning the headers as well. Like Obviously, they won a couple, but they were struggling big time with him. He's, he's, and he's only going to get better as the season goes on. He's going to be a massive player for us. But I do think, going forward, I, I genuinely believe we're going to see two up top. I think we're going to that way. 
yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that too. Um, and as I said, I think just was a case of, as you said, Sean, like we have two tough away games, a tough home game. It's about kind of feeling our way into the season. Um, and, and, you know, I'm progressing from there. And I think things will kind of open up as, as we go along. And we might be, like, you might see a different lineup now away to draw that on, on Friday night. You might see Kyo come in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It could be, now this is just coming off the top of my head now, but it could have been a case as well where Buckley's looking at maybe with Gary Buckley and Pinacker being a brand new centre half pairing as well, that just giving them a little bit more protection. Yeah, protection. yeah, yeah. And it could, and we look, we've seen those two, they're in a class of their own. Yeah, they're absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Pinacker has exceeded any, sure. I, I had big expectations of him, but he's exceeded them. He is yeah. a sensational centre half. But and I think going forward, because now we know we're, we, we, what type of team we have and what type of defence we have, but it'll probably give us that bit of license to kind of, you know, open up and loosen up yeah. a little bit. Oh, definitely. Have an exceptional back five. Yeah. We really yeah. do. And even even last night, I suppose, look, you had Paddy Kirk coming in at left exactly. back as well for his debut. Yeah. Another reason maybe just keep, And he exceeded expectations as well. It'd be different. He's very difficult to drop. Oh, that's, but this is a like it's the best nightmare a manager can ever have. Yeah, you know this is what you want. This these are the kind of headaches you want. Not like we've had in the past where it's kind of like, who who can we get to replace these fellas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. look, we did get the ball. We did get the ball into the net at one stage, but uh, there's not much you can say about it. Um, no, it's just three. the annual uh, disallowed goal against the dog. That's what you could say. <laughs> <laughs> First one doesn't count, boys. <laughs> that money is fun, lads. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to see what happened. No, it looks. I mean, uh, but I, you're like you watch games every day. I mean, guys watching games today on the telly, right? And there's a lot more pull, pulling a dragon uh, from corner kicks in every game I watch. Like I can't see. I watch the watch the back and the highlights. I can't see. Like he's nearly got the whistle in his mouth before the ball is taken kicked. Uh, yeah. We need to get Glenn Martin on as uh, the, you know, the independent referee assessor for the podcast to just explain. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got BT Sport. <laughs> yeah, That'd yeah, be a great yeah. segment. <laughs> um, yeah, look, at, I mean, I couldn't see anything wrong with it. We'll give, we'll give Neil Doyle the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, the whistle was even blown, I think, before the ball even hit the net, so right, I think okay. Dundalk had even stopped. Right, okay. Um, Buckley, Gary Buckley's challenge on Sloggett uh, in the second half Slogger blasts over. I think Buckley gets the ball. I think oh, it's a good 100%. challenge. Oh, 100% he gets the ball. He takes the player yeah. with him. They can't be given, but it's a fucking brilliant tackle. Yeah, I, t- I didn't see. I mean, I, I think if that was a penalty, it was very harsh. Very, very harsh. Ah, fuck. No way. What? Absolutely won the ball 100%. It was a brilliant tackle. Unbelievable. Great tackle. It's just yeah. they can't be given, you know, once you clatter a player as well. But brilliant tackle. Something actually I didn't expect to see from Gary Buckley. That yeah. bit of aggression. Yeah, was it made a change, but I suppose you had to do something because like running around with Pat Hoban in your pocket all night it gets boring. <laughs> yeah, and look at here's another point that uh, Pat Hoban was non-existent. Yeah, oh, he done nothing. Buckley made a show of him. He genuinely yeah. made a show of him. He was dancing around him all evening. And just on Gary Buckley as well, like fair play to Nando Pineacker. Nando, we love you. You're doing great stuff. Um, you know, fair play on the accolade. But how, why don't they give Gary Buckley the man of the match award before the game starts and just get it over and know it? I would have given it to Nando, though. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Nando was better on the night. Not a hope. Not a hope. The stuff that Gary Buckley was doing, 
Like the Fernando was doing as well. Yeah, it was great. But yeah. like Gary Buckley taking balls. Gary Buckley taking balls out of the sky. Uh, like letting the player come on to him, dance around him, and playing the ball out like just unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable. Uh, he was, there's no doubt about on it on that player. surface. Yeah, and that's yeah, the stuff he was doing on that surface, in fairness, was just ridiculous. So, oh, yeah. uh, look, I, I, lo- I love Gary and all that, but and he's look, he's just an exceptional player. Probably, but, what are you, the butt here now, Joey? Come on, <laughs> I just thought Nando was better last night. What I do love about Nando is his, his ability to absolutely hump the ball diagonally across the pitch and with exceptional accuracy. And that's he's really he's really opening up a space for us, which is which is it's the accuracy he hits those those balls with. Do, do you know, like say you were probably in the main stand, Connor, right? Yeah. And Nando was playing uh, left sided centre back. Yeah. So in the second half, I would have been sitting kind of behind where he was playing. Right. Okay. Just some of the stuff that he was doing. You know, sometimes it's that far away you can't see, but just some of the stuff that he was doing was Gary Buckley-esque. Like, you know, he was just, he was dancing around defenders as well. And right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, he was really impressed with his ability to come out with the ball. Yeah. He's, like, beating, he's beating players. players are, it's not that he's beating them, they're just bouncing off him. He's a yeah. mammoth of a man. Yeah, like these guys are going to cost us a fortune in uh, in cigars. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. also actually, do you know what? You can't let it go by without him getting a mention as well because Lewis Banks is brilliant at right back. Yeah. Class. Very, 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 very. I'm lucky with the header as well. Yeah. He tried yeah. to do the right thing, put it across the, yeah. the goal again into the far corner, but it just, there was no pace on the ball for him. It was always looping. Yeah. It's very hard to generate pace on yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. No, he was good. He was good. And look at, um, we've seen have we seen four fullbacks so far? Yeah, um, Shane Blaney, was one, one, one of them scored. A, huh? yeah, Jesus, that's honestly you know, six for the first game. Like, sorry, you said it again, Jerry. Shane Blaney must be cracking up, you know, like he was sick for the first game, he probably would have started. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, we've, we've seen four of them so far. One of them scored a goal, another one nearly scored a goal, like. Uh, yeah, so it's it's very promising, and um, as you said at the top, like to have such a solid defense, and look at it, like it, it's literally, I suppose it's literally a shape that we can build upon, and like you were saying, Sean, we might see more changes in the middle of the park, uh, like uh, like we can't have, and like the, Liam Buckley's done his best to build this team and to give us options, as I said, we can't be relying on all oh, of Gary or. Um, uh, Greg Bulger is suspended or he's injured, so you know we're going to be we're going to be chasing our tails a little bit in the middle of the park. We can't, we can't have that. We can't have that. We can't have that mindset. We need to be. Right. No, it looks like we've gone beyond that. Yeah, I think even that will give Greg a bit of freedom when he plays as well. Yeah, that he won't feel the weight of the world on his shoulders that he's nearly carrying the side. You know. Yeah. So that one negative thing I will say about last night is um, just in regards to set pieces on the corners. You know, I feel it's a crime not to put the ball in the box when you have a presence like Pineacker in there and Gary Buck. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, you need you need to be using that aerial threat in there. Like we tried one there in the first in the first half, and mm. it worked a treat against Pats where O'Sullivan goes tight over to Fitzgerald and they run it along the line. But O'Donnell has obviously looked at the Pats game, seen them doing that, and he's dropped a man in on the line. Fitzgerald yeah. just ran straight into your man. Like it was yeah. It was an absolutely 
pointless corner. It was a waste. Use yeah. that once in a while. You don't use it within yeah. two games of the first time you use it because that's going to be looked at. Like every, all analysis like that is is captured now. There's nothing. There's no stone on the left unturned. Tell, tell the lads that just watch LOI now, like. Yeah, you know, you don't <laughs> get away. Republics. You don't get away with nothing anymore. It was a lovely one against Pats, and it nearly worked. But you got to leave that for months down the line again. Get the ball in the box. It's I know it sounds a bit daft, but you know, and old fashioned, it just lumping the ball into the box. But we have aerial threats in there. It has to be used. Yeah. yeah. Just on, just on, um, staying on and uh, Buckley and and Nando. Like when I went to went to Summerhill years ago, and David Pugh would always say to you know to the teams, he's look lads, go to the showgrounds, go and watch players playing, and always try you know, and it's great advice for young people. Like you know, young fellas that are you know playing playing football now in the local leagues and all that, they should go and watch the likes of Gary Buckler, Gary Buckley, and Nando playing because. It's different when you're watching a game in the flesh rather than watching it on TV. You see how the how vocal they are, the way they carry themselves, the way they turn, the way they pass, the way they step out, and all that. Like you won't get an education in football anywhere else like that. You know, it's always great advice for young people to go to the highest um go and watch the highest level of football that you can within your area. You know, it, it's it, it's brilliant, like and, and this is all against the backdrop of a terrible pitch. Yeah, you know, and even like um, Keane up front as well. You know, like he's for any young fella that wants to play up front, like you know, he like he's leading the line. Yeah, you know, he's taking it in, laying it off. He's not standing watching the pass. He's joining back in. He's getting into the box. There's all these things. So I would urge any young person that is that likes football, wants to improve at football, go and watch your local team. Go and 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 hear them, how they're directing the play and talking and all this sort of thing. You know, it's on your doorstep. Um, whatever about the pitch, there's a great education of football there for any any young person. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually a great turnout for the game as well last night. So it was yeah. a great crowd. Yeah, 3-2, was it? 3,200? Yeah, 3,200. So, you know, it's just a pity that we couldn't get a few goals or something like that. Just that wee bit more excitement in the game. Yeah. 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 Um, Do you know oh, look, I, listen, I, I heard... Um, Look, at, I listened to some of the Dundalk lads, uh, the podcast, two game reviews after the game. They said the game was absolutely horrific. I enjoyed the game. I yeah. I thought I was I was entertained. Um, like, uh, obviously, they focused on the pitch. But uh, I thought it was relatively exciting. Like, it wasn't like the ball was stuck in the middle of the park for the duration of the, of the, the 90 minutes. Like, there was attacks. There was great defending. Um you know, so I, th- I thought it was. Really I think good. I think Connor as well. When they're listening to the narrative given out by the ma- their manager, you're yeah. automatically nearly going to fall into that. Cat- yeah. Do you know that kind of way, way of thinking? Yeah. Like all he done was moan. Like and uh, like as Sean said, I have to agree with a lot of things he said. But at the end of the day, the pitch is the pitch. You have to get out and play and, and move on. But like when he's trotting out that narrative, the fans are nearly going to listen and say he's nearly made the mind up for them. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. It, uh, you're bang on the money with that, Jerry. So I think they, they would have fallen into that. And it probably is one of those games as well that if you're not there live, it yeah. might be a bit of a torture watch. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's that's... When you're there live, it's, it is a little bit different. You get caught up in a bit of the atmosphere and you're a bit more gripped into it. We're watching the telly, you're kind of like, well, Jesus Christ. 
it just yeah, it can be difficult. And that's 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 the difference between being at a game and watching it on on the TV yeah. or whatever. Like, there's no comparison, really. No, yeah. live football. Is just... that. Um, right. Okay. Anything else on on the Dundalk game? Just Adam McDonald again with that left foot. That mm. ball he plays in for Banks, the header we were talking about yes, earlier he on. Does again. It again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's lethal. It's yeah, something we could have won it at the end, like in fairness. Yeah. So, hey, sorry, yeah. we did, we haven't mentioned him enough either because Adam was brilliant again last night. So he was. Yeah. You know, if Shamie Kyo was to play in, in the formation that we're, we're you know, we're yeah. accustomed to, does that mean Adam McDonald is the most likely person? I'm just playing devil's advocate, or just kind of you know yeah. thinking if Kyo is going to play, who, who's who's dropping out there? It's hard to know. I suppose it depends all depends on what kind of formation he's going. If you're, if you're sticking the way we are at the moment, at Adam's playing the most, he's playing the furthest forward. Yeah, it'd have to be him, and I I don't think he could take him out of the thing. And both left footed, right? Mm. Kyo and McDonald. Yeah, is Kyo left footed? Well, he, didn't he hit that ball over to? Uh, you're obsessed with left foots. Huh? You're obsessed with left foots. Well, and I, 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 I'm. Me? I, 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 I don't know. I can't remember. You know, favorite film. Greg Bulger. Greg Bulger. <laughs> played, Greg Bulger was left footed for the first two seasons. He was with us. Yeah. And I found out he was right footed. <laughs> My left foot. Right. Okay. Um, look, we'll get your shouts in the shadow, and then you can get them in uh, on WhatsApp. Get your voice notes into oh eight five eight one five. Uh, 9767 that's 085 815 9767 uh, get them in after the game and uh, we'll get them out on next week's podcast and you have two opportunities obviously for uh, Draw It Away on Friday night at Harps on Monday evening in the showgrounds so to kick things off we have Malachi McGowan uh, very optimistic lads but um, very hard to play the game of football that uh, Buckley wants us to play when um, First of all, the players are nearly looking to control the ball first because they don't know where it's going to bobble. And uh, same for Dundalk, just very hard to get a, the game flowing from back to front with what we're trying to do. Even Buckley, uh, Gary Buckley, couldn't pass the ball properly. You know, it's all about control. So, again, I'm sorry to give the blame to the pitch and stuff, but you have no chance in a game like that, you know. So, the bad feeling the poor ladies are going to be affected by this then because playing a game every week isn't going to give a bit of a rest. So, um, Excuse my name, which was a bit of a shit show, really. This is Sean from America. Well, it's uh, another clean sheet, another draw. We'll remain unbeaten, but it's uh, you have to say it's pretty disappointing altogether. The, the quality of the pitch is awful, and it doesn't help the team the way we want to play. The draws, well, you know, what keeps us in it, but... Goals win games, and if we don't start winning games, then we're just going to keep falling behind. And uh, you know, we've got the best defense in the league. We've only given up one goal, but we've only scored two. And this this league this year is already—I mean, it's wide open. Shams have already lost twice. You know, we've had what some of the best offenses in the league come, and we've shut them down. Th- this league is wide open. And it's there for the taking. And if we can just start putting some goals together along with the conservative play, you know, I, I think we can, you know, we can do something this year. You know, it, it's there. It's there for the taking. But we're just too conservative. And 
I don't know. I mean, it's, it's great we haven't lost, but that's just going to get us mid-table this year with all the other teams putting goals in the back of the net. So I have to say, you know, all in all, it was kind of disappointing. Um, but the boys play hard and a great shift, but maybe a little less conservative and uh, we'll move us on up and uh, up the Rovers. Well, lads, Dave McGee here at Killani for my show from the shed end for the Dundalk game. Uh, not a great improvement on the match away to Derry, but a little bit better, um, but still a very, very flat performance. Uh, it seemed to be an over-reliance on a diagonal ball coming out of the back, coming from Nando Pinecker rather than Gary Buckley. Um, his aim was a little bit off, but you know, there's a few times we did get in behind. But again, in a game that we didn't really create a lot of chances, wanted somebody to take the game with a scruff of the neck. And I think Greg Bulger was a massive loss, as he is for every game. But I think in this game in particular, you know, his, his busyness, his aggressiveness and his, his demand to, to make people try and play was a huge, huge loss. But I was quite impressed with Paddy Kirk. A little bit shaky at the start, but grew into the game and had a snap and tackle down in front of the, the main stand there, which uh, which got the crowd on their feet at least. Um, Keno was served to the ball in any real service, but... You know, we looked dangerous. I thought the wide men were quite poor, with uh, Fitzgerald in particular. Too light and too easily brushed off the ball. And on the other side, when O'Sullivan did get past Sam Bone, who was there for the taking all day, in my opinion, didn't really deliver the quality. Um, I still think we're a midfielder light. But, you know, we'll see how things go over the next couple of weeks. Uh, shout out for Mr. Cruise Control, Gary Buckley, who, looking at him again on, on Monday evening, was or Friday evening, was an absolute class act. I mean, Patrick Holman, one of the best strikers in the division over the past four or five years, didn't get a sniff. Buckley was a step ahead, whether it was in the air, on the deck, just passing out or just using his class to, to show what a real top, top player he is. And, um, yeah, real joy to watch. So, you know, on to, to draw it away now on Friday and hopefully we'll get the result. That's your shout from the shed and get them into 085-815-9767 after the Drogheda game and the Harps game uh, over the weekend. Okay, so um, we heard uh, good old Sean from America there. He's a little bit downcast. He's a little bit downhearted. Um, but it's probably like we were just saying before, we heard from the lads. It's probably a harder, that game's probably a harder watch on TV than it is to be to be there in person. So come on, allay, allay some of Sean's fears, uh, Sean Dunn. Uh, offensively, we'll be fine. We'll be offensively, fine. that's common. That's common. We, we'll, I think, we'll explode in the next couple of weeks. To be honest with you, I think there's enough attack and power in that team. It's just about it all clicking together, and it's coming together nicely. We've shown it in spells anyway throughout games that we're good offensively. So I wouldn't be fearful of that at all. And uh, like that, like you were reasonably impressed as well with the little cameo that Hamilton had as well. Yeah, no, I thought he'd done all right. Bit of a tankless task at times, but linked up nicely when he needed to. It's luckily you can't be judging him off that that uh, appearance anyway. You know it's, it'd be foolish to up or down, but um, just little bits about him. He looked decent. Yeah, and um, it's going to take him a while. It's going to take him a month or two anyway to even just acclimatize to what the hell is going on, like and what the expectations are, what the standard of centre centre halves are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a huge, an awful lot of factors to come into play there with regards to himself and Max Mata, even just getting match fitness. Yeah, you know, just coming off the speed in that way. So, yeah, I get, I'd be patient with them. And look, Liam knows the crack anyway. He doesn't rush players. He, 
he thinks about it, he's, he strategizes properly and look, they'll be good. They'll be used efficiently. And as we've said on the podcast as well, um, Keane is coming in off, he's coming from the middle of the Scottish season, he's up and running, he's fit, match fit already, so it's, you know, it, it's not, it's not, like I don't think anybody is surprised to see, you know, Keane played a, pr- a prominent role from the off and um, we'll see yeah. the likes of Mata I wouldn't say the players are surprised by it either, in fairness. No, no. Uh, and nor would it be, look, they want to do themselves justice too, and it wouldn't be fair throwing them in, uh, you know, at the deep end either. It, as you said, Connor, it'll take them a little bit of time to settle, find their feet. Um, and it's great that we have uh, Kina to slot straight in and to be as good as he is. Yeah. Uh, we've Malachi McGowan there, on as well, uh, there as well, talking about uh, the pitch and. Look, I think the reality is, not the reality, but uh, the women's team are going to be playing on the grass as well. And it'll be unfair to say to them, no, actually, um, you're not going to play on it now. After the build-up, and they were told from day one that they would be playing on the main pitch. So that's going to happen, I suppose. And that's just the way it's going to be. And we need to get used to it. The big game coming up Saturday night against uh, uh, the WLR Wales, is it? DLR. What is that? Uh, Dublin or Dunleary uh, brought down DLR, isn't it? Dunleary brought down Waves. Yeah, DLR, yeah. 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 So that, that'll be a big game on, on Saturday. Yeah, they had a tough opening to the season there against Piedmont, but I know I the, score, the scoreline look, looks bad, but apparently they played really well in, in phases of the game. They conducted themselves brilliantly. So look, they're on a learning curve and things will only get better for them as well. So yeah. Yeah, looking forward to getting seeing them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the showgrounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be great. Um, so let's uh, have a chat about uh, Drogheda away on Friday night. Uh, Drogheda have played three games. They, I don't know, I can't remember now what order they played in, but they uh, scored four against UCD, who scored two. Uh, they were beaten 3 1 in Talib Shams. And uh, Shells bet them, didn't they? 2 0. Yeah. Um, so look, at, I think UCD are going to be there, they're going to be in the lower half of the division. Um, they've scored goals against Shams, which is uh, promising for us. And we've seen uh, everybody scored against Shams so far, have they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, and they were beaten by Shells and Drogs and Shells probably be there thereabouts. So look at um, first big opportunity. Uh, look, Sean from America. Here we go. Here's the offensive chance. Um, that you're looking for, but it's an away game, Jerry. So, what what would your expectations be? Um, look, I think it'd be much of the same as uh, the lineup that we had there last night. Um, I don't think there'll be wholesale changes in terms of personnel or system, not just yet. Yeah. Um, it could be a case of where you might have the likes of uh, Kyo coming in after 60, 65 minutes if we need to kind of push on and, and search for a goal. But um, yeah, look, I'd be relatively confident going in against Drada. I don't think Drada are going to be as weak as maybe a lot of people think they are going to be. They still have the likes of Chris Lyons up front and and guys yeah. like that, that that can score goals from them. Um, He's got two score, or three goals already this season. Chris yeah, score, like for Drada to score four goals against, or for anybody to score four goals against any other team in this division, it's it's pretty pretty decent. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think we can definitely go there and win. I think we'll. We've set up the way we 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 have currently, and I think 
name will, will change things if, if it needs to be. But it's a great opportunity to get three points. It's a big, it's a huge big game coming up. Yeah. Um, Sean, what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, are you happy with a draw because it's a way game early this season as well? Are you looking for three points? No, I think we'd like, I'd like to get three points on the board from this one. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity there. Draw their decent side, but by no means are the world beaters or anything like that. They're very easily got at. They've conceded a good few goals. And I think we have the ability to open them up. Um, look, we're solid. We, as we've already spoken about, we've we've gone on about it now. I wouldn't be too concerned. Like Chris Lyons is a very good player, good goal scorer, tricky, but I I think we'll have enough to deal with him. It's their creative outlet. That'll be their issue against us, I think. You could see Bulger coming back into the side. Um, so I, I, th- I think we should be okay. It's just, a, it's just getting it right at the other end of the pitch for us now, which I think is coming. And we've proved enough in the game so far this season that we do have that creative spark. So I think we'll be okay. It'll be tight enough game. It's 1-0. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that all day long. Um, I think look, I think just going back to what Sean from America was saying, I'm not overly concerned so far. No. I know Keane has been leading the line, he's been doing a lot of work, but like Dundalk are gonna be Dundalk are a good side. Um your man Connolly, is he a new player that fell within centre half? Um, you know, he, he looked okay. Yeah, he was, uh, was with I think Dunfer or yeah, he's on the United and he was on, on loan at Dunfermline. Yeah, so like Cavan. Is he? Yeah. Um, like I, just my, my point is that Keane was up against a reasonably good defense, like you know, as well, and he, he did reasonably well. So, I think, um, look, I don't know what the pitch is like in, in uh, Game of the Head Park these days, but um, we'll be looking for it's probably better than the showgrounds. And um, if um, if it is, it's an opportunity for us to try and play the football that we want to play. And why would we not be uh, beating the likes of the dog? Like, they're definitely not as with, with uh, James Brown gone, they're not. As much of a threat as they were, who they've lost somebody else as well under decent player Phillips. Uh, yes, um, and uh, um, a thing gone to Pats as well. Uh, what's been called the, st- the center forward Doyle, Michael Doyle. Doyle. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mark Doyle. Sorry, Mark Doyle. Yeah. So look at um, look. Yeah. We, we should be winning that game. I look. I I'd be confident. I think we win two 0 Yeah, and I can't see us conceding, and I can definitely see us getting goals. Uh, you know, get on the break. I, I, I just think we will. Yeah. I have absolutely no hesitation in saying that we're going to win. Yeah. Uh, and uh, dear listener, you can uh, give us your predictions for the game as well. We're going to roll out Beer Scorecast ahead of the draw of the game on uh, social channels. So uh, use the hashtag Beer Scorecast. Uh, predict the score. Tag the Bitter Red Supporters Trust and tag White Hag Brewery. And um, if you get it right, you're in the chance for winning, or in, you're in with a chance to win a case of um, White Hat beer, and we'll be doing that for the Harps game as well. We've got two cases of beer to give away this week or this coming week, uh, and uh, thanks to the White Hat for that. So, uh, can we talk about Harps? What can we say, Sean? You're nodding your head. I've, I've absolutely zero fear of Harps this year. I've tipped them to go down. I, I think Ollie's lost that bit of. The, what would you say, strength and ignorance they had <laughs> before. <laughs> I think they're a bit of a softer touch. They've lost a few influential players and stuff, so I'm not I'm not overly concerned about them. But th- I think if, if we're dropping points to Harps at home, it's really poor. Yeah. I don't think there's any excuse for it. Go on, Jerry. I, I, I would disagree. 
Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. No, I, I would disagree. I think they're I think they're a better outfit than uh, what they've started out as. Um and you know, like by all accounts, uh Bastion Harry is doing pretty well for them. They've got the likes of McNamee in the side as well. I know there's a few unknowns in terms of Bastion Harry shows up to the showgrounds in a Finn Hart jersey and turns it on. I I, I get sick all over the place. So I won't be able to handle that. <laughs> Carry on. What Jerry means by Bastion Harry done well is he's only a stone overweight as opposed to a <laughs> stone overweight. No, I I just think I just think that they're the there's they will not go down. There won't be any danger of them going down. I think they'll look they're going to be mid table to lower mid, uh, although that's quite difficult in a 10 team division. Um, <laughs> lower to mid, like, but um, no, I think they'll be fine. Um, and I think they're a lot stronger. And I would be having said that, I think we'd beat done or draw the two nil away. I think we'll draw one all with Harps at home. Oh, Jerry, uh, Harps are playing uh, Bohemians on the uh, on the Friday night. Um, so yeah. uh, I don't know what does that mean. They they just both both. Sorry, they just played balls. Yeah, what am I yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, uh, drew one off. Uh, so who are they playing then on uh, on Friday night? Bear with me, Pats. They're at home to Pats. Oh yeah, well, well, I suppose, I mean, do we want Pats to fucking hump them? No, no let let Harps get their point there. Yeah, and then they can lose to us then. Yeah. Like Pats are, are like they're going to be in and around us, whereas Harps won't be. Um, yeah. So you want Harps taking points off Pats? Um, I just don't see a goal threat with Harps. I just don't see how they're going to. It's a bit of an unknown, isn't it? You know. Yeah, like they've they've won goal and it's a pretty special goal from Ryan Connolly. It's, it's a cracker. Against, oh yes, against both the other right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant goal. Like, but apart from that. It, I don't see the goal thread in them yet. Look, obviously, we haven't seen enough of them. We're just going by stats and stuff like that. I Well, I haven't, sorry. Um, and they, they lost um, Ole Abbey, who was... Well, I don't know. I, I remember him against us uh, up in Finn Park, and he 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 was threatening. Like, he kept his well, he exploited our high line massively yeah. that night. Yeah. yeah. He was he was good. And what's the other lad as well that went to Drogheda? Um, he got all the goals from at the start of last season. Oh, Boyd. Boyd. No, no, not boy. No. Um, like there's another one gone as well. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah the dub, the big Dublin lad. Is he he came from, sorry, is he not boy? No, no, he's no. another. That's another dub. There too. Sorry, this is going off on a rant. Now. Oh, sorry, um, listeners. Yeah, what Colin, the fellow with the beard. Well, he, he, a bit of stubble, I'd say. What about the beard? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll come to it. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty strikers. Lad. I did a huge squad last year. Yeah. yeah, is your man the big centre half Siddiqui Foley, still there? Foley, 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 yeah, yeah. Foley. Yeah. Is the big centre half uh, Siddiqui still there? No, he's gone to Italy. Does he? On his holidays, and he's, yeah, he's gone for some serious seaside, something like that. Yeah, but see, like he's a massive loss to them as well. Yeah, yeah, so he's decent. I would, he's the sort of fella I thought we should have been after, but anyway, yeah. no, he, he couldn't play football though. He yeah, we'd be on heading him. Yeah, but so, he wouldn't be a. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't be a Ling Buckley player. Oh, look at, I mean, would I would I put him anywhere near the two boys that we have at the moment? Not a chance. Not a chance. No. Um, uh, any other business? EOB. No. No, I don't think so. Uh, I saw um, I saw some of the lads from the Dublin Supporters Club, uh, Gary McLean uh, at the game, and just to mention Gary, I presume he'd be selling. Uh, I didn't actually see any. Uh, any uh, Twitter action from him to say that 
his other supporters club were selling um gold oh, to gold. Like, yeah, he, oh, he, actually, I did. He did. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be um they'll be selling uh, golden gold. So you can check them out on uh, Twitter DSC underscore SRFC, I think, uh, yeah. on Twitter. And um, I've seen uh, what were the magic the magic uh, envelopes, Jerry? Aha, that's what I was just about to say to you. Yeah. So Brenda's magic or lucky lucky envelopes. So she has. It's a fiver for an envelope, and there's a thousand tickets, and she has something like nearly seventy five prizes, um, to uh, you know to to win. Right. But she's some brilliant prizes, like you know, there's uh, vouchers for shops, voucher, vouchers for restaurants, um, gift sets, uh, oh, everything. You name it, she has it in Paris. So it's Brenda Kieran, right? Yeah, yeah. So she. Obviously, didn't do it last year. She done two years ago and sold a thousand tickets. Um, brilliant! Like you know, she's uh, she sell uh, sands to the to, to the showrooms that one. So she. And where can you get them, Jerry? You can get them in Carrigdon on O'Connell Street. Yeah. Anytime during the week, um, and you can also get them then on match night in the the clubhouse. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've seen I went down for a cup of coffee down uh, at the hut at the yeah. uh, the railway end and the queue was too big I couldn't be hanging That's around the yeah Grania and uh, Katrina Oates so they they run that one down there and even like on 80 85 minutes I was trying to get get over to talk to them get in to talk to them yeah. and I was like still a queue at that stage like it was just constant so it was yeah. brilliant yeah so I had the showgrounds uh, comfort of coffee and Watch a bit of football. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Uh, are we good to go, so? Yeah. Um, if you're listening to the podcast and you like it, uh, give it a share on social media, tell people about it, and um, get your shouts and the shout-in in after the two upcoming games, 085-815-9767, and we'll play them out. Or you can email us, podcast at borst.ie. Um, and um, we, uh, for any comments, questions, or um, suggestions, um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, hopefully, we have Magoo next week. Fingers crossed. But in the interim, I'll just say goodbye to you, Sean. Goodbye, Connor. And Jerry, I'll say goodbye to you. Good night, Connor. Night, Sean. Adios. Nice to see you, Alan. That's a wrap.